myself chakras episode 255 let your prosperity reflect the good you contribute to the world the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose welcome to my seven chakras and now your host aditya jai kumar What's up action tribe AJ here host and founder of My 7 Chakras the show where we provide you with the knowledge and action steps that will help you transform your life so if you're new to our show then i want to give you a warm welcome and especially if you're a regular listener of the show you would know that we have a special facebook support group for listeners of our uh, show around the globe because let's face it a change in your life can be challenging especially if you don't have uh, support of people around you our free facebook group uh, uh especially uh, created by me for members of action tribe so when you join you'll find a community that will hold space for you allow you to express your voice share collaborate and grow and really step into your new life so no matter what your goals are our group will hold you accountable will provide you feedback and cheer you till the finish line so if you consider yourself one of us and you want to join thousands of other people just like yourself then visit my7chakras.com forward slash tribe that's my7chakras.com forward slash t-r-i-b-e so see you on the inside and with that let's bring you our special guest for today Mariflor Toniado so Mariflor are you ready to inspire oh I am so grateful to be here with you AJ, thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. So Mariflor is the author of Money, Manifestation and Miracles. As the CEO and founder of Power with Soul, she specializes in helping ambitious women entrepreneurs, professionals and leaders to reach financial prosperity and success while fulfilling their social promise in the world. Her work has been featured, her work has been featured in internationally in media outlets like Yahoo Finance, Washington Post, International Business Times, Los Angeles Times and many more. So with that, thank you so much for joining me today, Mariflor. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Wonderful. So uh, we begin our uh, show and each and every episode with an inspirational quote. So what quote do you have for us today and how do you apply it in your life? Well, the quote that I have is taken from my book, and the quote is, let your prosperity reflect the good you contribute to the world. And the reason why I chose that quote is because really the theme of the book and the theme of my life is the more uh, money I earn, the more that I can help others make a positive ripple effect in the world, a positive impact, and also help to fulfill my soul's purpose. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. And in fact, Action Tribe, money is an enabler. Uh, you know, there's no use of the notes that you receive or the coins that you receive. It allows you to do something. And if you are in the right mindset, if you have the right goals and vision, then you would use it 
for change, for empowering people, for changing the world around you. Uh, and so that's why today's episode is so important. Uh, it's not only, you, you know, how to attract the wealth, but it's also about making a change in the world around you for the better. So with that, let's begin. Uh, Mariflor, what inspired you to write this book? Well, there's actually, um, there's many things, but uh, uh, there's three things, in fact, AJ. is The first is, as much as women have been making great strides in the world, we're still an untapped power in that there's still a wage gap, there's still uh, fewer influential roles, for instance, for women in bigger uh, corporations or in uh, politics. And uh, so this was something for me to want to help change the current state of affairs for women. Mm -hmm. Because when women are empowered with money, they become difference makers. And I say that because they not only transform their lives, but they transform the lives of others, their families and their communities at large. And research shows that women reinvest 90 cents of every dollar that they make back to family, health, education, and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so we all we hear a lot of these statements that when women succeed, we all succeed. And I've actually seen that to be true, not only in my life, but also in the lives of my clients and, uh, and, and colleagues and so forth. And so this was a way for me to really help women to uh, claim their wealth and be a difference maker. Got it. So love the fact that your book is aimed at changing the current state of affairs which is a huge task right uh, yeah. uh, but but it's a it's it's a step in the right direction and hopefully through this episode and through the show we're able to influence the change in people's minds uh, people who are listening to the show right now now Miraflor, what are some reasons or some factors that prevent us from acquiring wealth in our lives well first of all i want to just say um even though the book is written for for women mostly um mm-hmm. in terms of you know the the orientation of it i do say in the book aj that men can also find value in reading it too so the all your listeners both women and men um can really uh, gain a lot of benefit from from applying the steps mm-hmm. but uh, but in terms of the what can get in the way from us having abundance in our lives is really it can start from a place of mindset, you know, because what ultimately what you you become what you believe. Mm-hmm. And so as there's very much from a mindset point of view, from an emotional point of view, because money um, is is I say in the book is emotional currency mm-hmm. because. It is. We've we've seen so many people either move forward using money or it somehow held them back because maybe their behaviors have led them to create debt or, or what have you. Right. But um, so there's the, the uh, mindset level and then there's the emotional level and then there's also the energy that that produces mm. in terms of the fact that I talk about money, a timeless truth of money is money is energy. It is a form of energy. We we receive money in exchange for for doing something or or um, you know using our talents and skills etc. And so you know our I, I tend to call mindset the prelude to action because mm. 
how how we are in our mindset really impacts on the decisions and the actions that we we make and so the the more fertile and abundant our mindset is towards money and being of service and making a contribution the more that our energy and the energy that the snowball ripple effect will come to us as opposed to using money for a different force got it got it so i love your explanation and in fact many of our listeners are familiar with the energetic body the fact that mm-hmm. we just not have the physical body but we have an emotional body around us a mental body as well as an energetic body and as you described uh, you, know, you know the fact that our relationship with money does not just limit is not just limited to our physical body but if there's a block or if there's some sort of instability in, in any of these bodies it can affect uh, our ability to attract abundance into our lives right so i love your exactly. explanation and you also mentioned in your book that a lot of it has to do with our family history and upbringing because that can also determine the type of relationship that we have with money correct oh exactly it, it really is i mean the more the more i was working with so many people from all walks of life the more i really began to see that even though we pro- uh, it, we're moving on in our lives we may not even be conscious of it aj mm-hmm. that we even have these kind of emotions about or beliefs about money anymore because you know as we're moving and uh, forward in our lives you sometimes forget about that except when when situations actually happen in and when people start to talk about money mm-hmm. and 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 start to kind of question you know where did this belief come from right and yeah. so i've i've had many people uh tell me you know i money for us was as very abundant or money for us was not abundant at all growing up you know my parents would say you know money doesn't grow on trees or or you can only really money can only really come to you for working so so hard and so people become motivated by these beliefs even if they're no longer serving them mm-hmm. and um and so so i had this story that uh, someone had uh, shared with me about how money was in her family and how money then affected her life growing up until she chose to change it yeah so the story is uh she said that um when she was growing up she's the youngest and only girl two old older brothers and her, every week their father would give them allowance okay and she she noticed that her allowance was always less than her brothers mm. and she asked about it she said why is my allowance less than my brothers and her father said don't worry honey your brothers need to make more money because they will support family and you will get married one day and then your husband can support you mm-hmm. and it was such an interesting story for her because that really impacted how she saw the world mm-hmm. and um it it held her back from from uh really kind of claiming her own wealth and doing things on her own and making her own way in the world until but then she realized she thought hang on that might have been a story from before but i no longer believe that mm-hmm. and so i'm going to choose something different 
And that's just an explana- a little example, AJ, of how, you know, money, money stories and money way of being and beliefs in, in someone's uh, past and childhood could really still be at uh, working in the background for them. Got it. So we're talking about the stories, the narratives and the beliefs that you hold deep within about money, uh, which could largely be due to some incident, something that happened in your childhood, uh, which you have forgotten, but the connection is still there, that blockage is still there. So Mariflor, how does somebody go about uh, identifying or finding out what sort of relationship they have with money? Is there some approach that you suggest? Yes, yes. So that's a good question. Um, Well, in in the book, I really talk about the fact of understanding your financial starting point. Okay. And um, what I mean by that is what anytime we have a goal, we usually want to find out, okay, to get to that goal, I need to first assess where am I right now? Mm-hmm. And and it's the same thing with um, assessing your your financial starting point because at that point if let's say you have some sort of a financial goal or you just want to build more abundance in your life and have more attract more abundance in your life you first have to start off well what is what is my belief about money what is my relationship uh with money how does money function in my life mm-hmm. is it a situation where i have feast or famine is it i've had people say to me oh i have a love hate relationship with money i just i deal with it because i have to uh in every day but i really don't like it um mm-hmm. or does somebody say i have no problems at all with money i i just believe that it's always going to come to me for for as i need to do my my life's purpose and so that's always so interesting there's a set of questions in the book aj that i i I help somebody go through because i call it taking stock of your relationship with money because Mm -hmm. once you identify what what that is then you be begin to look at, well, that's interesting. What are are the patterns of my behavior, number one? And what do those patterns lead to in terms of outcome, Mm -hmm. number two? Because, you know, um, that, and and for you to get the result that you've gotten, that had to first start out with some some sort of thought in order to execute it, right? And, um, And so... So it's really interesting and so important to understand where you are in your your relationship with money and then identify specifically what that belief or that emotional feeling that you may have mm. around money that you can then say that now I have an awareness to this, I can actually do something about it. Is because, you know, we first have to have the clarity of the awareness before we act on it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and so that is another thing to, to, to look at. And then the whole journey, really, of feeling more empowered with money and your relationship with money is, is a journey of an inner journey in that you have to go inward to find the answers from within. Um. Mm. Because, yes, you do have uh, outcomes and results that that you can see in your external reality. And yet what's driving that is this body, mind, and soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
aspect. Now, for a moment, uh, you, you spoke about the fact that we need to take a pause for a moment and build our awareness about where we are at in terms of money. And you yeah. also spoke about patterns. Now, uh, let's talk about patterns a bit. Uh, you write about the money habits and actions, right? You written about this topic, the fact that there are some bad habits. Are there any bad habits that act as blocks to money abundance? And on the other hand, what are some good money habits that we should consider adopting? Well, um, first of all, yes. So in one of the the um, the principles in the book that I talk about is that it's so important for us to improve our money habits and actions. And okay. it, it could it could actually really just one, you know, in the area of talking about shifting limiting beliefs and assumptions about money. We talk about that. We um, other aspects is that you want to also be in a alignment with your actions with money in terms of integrity with yourself and integrity with your actions. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that um, you want to be in um, harmony with and in alignment with um, how you are with yourself and your purpose and, and what you do with that with your money. And so what you want to do is if you find yourself let's say, creating a little bit of money chaos in your life, like you have a lot of unpaid bills, you owe people money, um, and you've forgotten about it. Those are some areas with where you're having integrity with yourself that you want to start to, to actually address. And, and the reason why you want to do that is because you want to be a person that the universe can trust to handle more money. Sure. Right? So this means paying your bills on time, using money for your highest good, spending and handling money with care, earning money in an ethical way. So that's having that level of, of integrity. And then there's this other exercise that I talk about in the book, which, you know, may sound a little a bit uh, funny, but I, I think others have found it interesting as well, is what if money was your best friend? Mm -hmm. How would you actually treat money? Would you actually, um, you know, be be more careful with it? Would you um, be more um, considerate of it? I mean, even the way people handle money. I, I laugh sometimes because I'll look, I'll say to people, oh, show me your wallet. You know, how, how do you how do you actually carry money? And there was this uh, I was doing a workshop once and the, everybody was pulling out their wallets. And there was this woman literally had her cash stashed in her <laughs> stashed. And she didn't even have a wallet, really, because it was like mm. all, all over in her purse. Right. Yeah. Oh, I've got coins here. I've got coins there. And then it came with wrappings of gum and stuff. And um, and I said, you know, that's a really interesting thing of how you you treat money um which comes to you in the form of money the currency that we that we exchange here but it's also really the the energy of which the universe does this um the flow with you right the mm -hmm. uh, uh accepting and receiving and so that was like a really eye opening thing for her because she'd never really thought that um that was important right and at the same time and I asked her, do you have money chaos in your life? And it turns out 
uh, yeah, she did. And I, and I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by that because mm-hmm. it, it was like she had forgotten that she could do so much more with money and she could actually make money work for her as mm-hmm. a tool rather than money being something that she um, really had some kind of a, a, an inner conflict with. Got it. And, and the funny thing is, uh, you know, something as simple as this is not taught in schools, right? Because how awesome it would be if teachers, so if you're a teacher right now listening to this episode, no matter where you are, you can also consider using this episode as a pretext of uh, talking to you know, about the children in your class, about uh, how to respect money, how to treat money as your friend and how to, uh, you, you know, send it and receive it in a way that is um, respectful. So I'm sure that this would really change the energy, energetic relationship that they have and they will have uh, with money in the future. Now, Mariflor, oh. let's talk about, uh, oh, sorry, please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, AJ, you're brilliant. Thank you for saying that because uh, mm-hmm. I've had I've been having uh, conversations with interviewers and friends and colleagues, and we've been talking about the fact that we are not taught this in school. Yeah, there. You know, even even you could take. I think in high school there's like some courses in accounting, but it's always around uh, budgeting and handling money. Yeah. And it's kind of boring Nobody also. Have... Oh, <laughs> gosh, yes, yes. They don't talk yes. about the stuff that you're talking about, right? Like no. make uh, visualization, make money your friend, respect yeah. it at the, as the energy, all, almost like anthropomorph. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long word. Anthropomorphosis. Yes. Anthropomorphosis. No, it's something anthro, you know, the, the idea is that, you know, if you look at brands as well, they look at the brand and then you make the brand way human. Uh, yeah. uh, and it's easier to relate to the brand. And in this sense, it's easier to relate uh, to money if you imagine it yeah. as a human being as opposed to, you know, some esoteric concept like yeah. blockchain or you know, some yeah. technology. No, but you're absolutely right. We don't talk about this. And, and mm. in the book, I actually say very beginning and I say, you might be thinking, why am I going to have a relationship with money? Because money is not even real. It's an inanimate object, right? Mm -hmm. And then I say that you can consider having a relationship with money because you have a relationship with anything that you think about often, that that preoccupies your mind, that you have to uh, do something with and that you are in exchange with Mm -hmm. and for, it becomes an actual um, energetic force. Yes. You know, and so I think that if if we're not having these conversations um, often enough and uh, and if you notice too, AJ, the conversations about money is still very much a taboo subject. Yes, we, we will talk about our deepest fears and our deepest emotions and, and, and sex lives and all of these things. But if you start asking people how much they made in a social situation like chances are they're not going to invite you back, <laughs> you yeah. know, because it, it, people still think it's just too personal, you know, because because of the fact that money is emotional currency and is tied to our sense of self-worth. Correct. 
and and also i think that they they're not to be blamed in this case because there are some people who have misused money right over the years yeah. as soon as they make start making money they're taking photos of them in front of lamborghinis and uh, you know cars which really mean nothing they're probably renting the cars as well <laughs> yeah. and you know yeah. uh, photos in front of uh, uh, aeroplanes and so there are some people who have an emotional reaction <laughs> to the misuse yeah. of money now this can be of course interpreted in so many ways uh, yeah. but the truth is that uh, we need more people who are conscious entrepreneurs who show what good they've done in society with the yeah. help of the money like starting schools or maybe you know funding young entrepreneurs and things like that i think we need more of that yeah like and and you know <laughs> yes yes actually thank you so much and i work with um entrepreneurs who really want to do that and and I call them difference makers and I've created an actual program that is called millionaire difference makers and the whole notion of is the more you make the more impact and ripple effect of good you can make in the world and you're not only going to change lives but the biggest life you're going to change is actually yourself because you're you're going to really fulfill your highest potential and you're going to be able to use your life your your life with purpose and the meaning and the fulfillment that comes back to you is i can't even describe it because you know you know what i'm talking about aj because when you do something um mm-hmm. good and and it there's sincerity in that and it creates um so much uh, good and um change that's positive mm-hmm. there there it's it's um it's just something that is just so fulfilling on a soul level that um, money cannot buy. Mm-hmm. And yet, as Mother Teresa once said, it takes a checkbook to change the world. Right. So we do have to be able to um, associate and use money in the highest possible way as the tool that it was meant Mm. to be used for, as opposed to being defined by it. Right, right. And the way I like to think about it is, you know, we are in this uh, 3D space right now, this 3D plane. And of course, money is super important over here. And there are a series of uh, higher beings, um, Mm. you know, who want to carry out some work on this earth right yes and of course they cannot do it by themselves so they do it through certain humans and like you said earlier the way only way that they can trust that human being is uh through the person's actions and once the person can be trusted then the, the person gets resources only because the person has expressed some level of purpose or something that they want to achieve in their lifetime and so in that case the money becomes an enabler rather than just uh, being stashed or hoarded in some uh, faraway bank account now on that very topic you've quite mystically written in your book about some universal laws and spiritual laws Mm -hmm. that govern financial prosperity so can you give us a few examples of that yes so i i talk about uh, the uh, spirit, universal and spiritual laws because I think that a lot of your listeners would be very um, and most people have heard of the law of attraction for example you know like attracts like and, mm. and people hearing about the secret but I isolated actually 12 universals and spiritual laws that can help govern creating more prosperity and abundance in your life and um, most people don't really talk about that but um, the ones that that I'm going to 
use an example is there's the, the law of clarity, for instance. And the law of clarity is that when you are so clear on exactly what you desire and it is in alignment with your highest purpose and your, your best self and, and the purpose and mission that you're here on earth to do, that clarity leads to so much intention and decision. Right. Mm. And then you take action from that. And then the universe, if it's for your highest good and for the highest good of all, the universe will get behind you. And I mean that in terms of all of a sudden, the resources will show up. People who um, are, are people who can help you or mentors or teachers or or uh, references and resources will start to show up so that you can fulfill what you're supposed to do. And so that kind of clarity is be, be crystal clear on exactly what it is that you desire and what it is that you, in terms of abundance, and what you desire the ultimate goal of that to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the laws. Another one is um, the law of giving and receiving. And so there's many ways for us to to give. We can uh, give of our time, we can share our talents, and we can use the spiritual practice of tithing, using 10% of, of our income and earnings to for, for to help others, for instance, you know, to give to causes. And um, what happens when you give, and you give from a place of generosity and of love and with the highest intention, what happens there is you actually create a vacuum Mm -hmm. of of that same abundance and even more coming back to you Mm. so you you actually do that and you create that space and it doesn't mean that you will receive it at the same time that you give something out and it doesn't mean that you may even get it back from the per- same person that you gave it to. But the universe is so brilliant in the ways in which you will receive it at the, the time that you um, will need it to further your purpose and mission. And so, in essence, when we're giving, we're, all, all, we're also receiving because in that flow of the full circle of abundance we will at some point receive something like that or even better wonderful now uh, you speak about the importance of intentional action right that you can't state something and then do nothing to towards it to make it a reality uh, but you also have to know when to surrender right that's what you say and let the universe work its magic behind the scenes now yeah. how does a person go about identifying when it's time to surrender because i'm sure that this could be very difficult to discern especially for listeners of our show who are committed to taking action and changing their life yes yes i love that question <laughs> so okay so surrendering is it's it's i love the word that you use aj discernment because mm-hmm. It is, it's like, it's a, you have to balance it and you have to know. So for instance, let's say that you have been visualizing, you have been doing all of the uh, manifestation of this desire, this long held desire that you have. And the moment to surrender is when you have done 
everything that you can. Like you have upheld your side of the bargain to make this happen. Right. And and you then have to now surrender it to the universe because the universe in its behind the scenes that the magic really happens is is sometimes when we actually just stop over controlling something Mm -hmm. right because when we have when we for instance let's say you're you are waiting for this um you know, this is an everyday occurrence. You're waiting for a really important phone call or an important email and you're checking your email and your phone. Oh, nobody's getting back to me and you're getting all upset about it. Right. And then mm. that happens to me. And usually, um, usually what I'll do is I'll just say, okay, I've done all the following up. I've done what I've had to do. Universe. It's mm. your turn. I surrender it to you. You know best how this needs to happen. And I'll go off and I'll do something else. And I've forgotten about it because I've already entrusted the universe with with this 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 really important wish that I have. Mm -hmm. And then usually what happens is it'll just all of a sudden appear in your inbox or you'll you'll get the phone call. Right. Because the energy, sometimes when we just hold on to something so tight, there's no flow within that energy because we're too anxious. And and then it just doesn't, you know, come to pass, right? And then usually what you hear are people just complaining about, oh, this never works or or what have you. Uh, What I would say to people is there is so much... I mean, manifesting, you can actually manifest and accelerate your your ability to manifest when you are patient and at the same time patient with the fact that you've already done everything you can and you're at peace with that mm. and you let the universe do its magic. Got it. Because in truth, Divine source or however anybody chooses to refer to God has a bigger and knows a bigger purpose and dream and reality for us that we can ever even imagine for ourselves. Right. And we don't know what that is. So we have to let, you know, that 10 percent, 20 percent, let that be what it needs to be instead of us trying to control the exact situation exact situation mm-hmm. and um and actually you know if i may aj a, a really int- funny funny and lovely story around my book and getting it published yeah. i was thinking you know who's going to publish this who's going to be the right person like i was just so distraught over trying to figure that out and trying to to make the outcome exactly the way i wanted it to be and then one day i was in meditation and i just said you know what Universe, you reveal to me what I need to know. Mm. And then I get this download and I really feel this this urge to go and look at my bookshelves. And I'm thinking, what? What is that? Why do I I'm always passing by my bookshelf? What am I gonna look for there? And then I started to look at my bookshelf and I started to see that there were a lot of books from New World Library, the publisher. Mm-hmm. And I love New World Library. I've, I've loved all their books for years and years and years. Yeah. And that that was the clue. 
the book that the, who was the publisher that was going to publish this book was New World <laughs> Library. Right. Right. And but I, I had to get out of my own way because I was thinking of so many things. I was doing all this research on the Internet, trying to get a hold of all these people who, who would it be good here would it be good there and then i just one day i just finally thought oh i'm so fed up with myself <laughs> you know <laughs> I, i'm fed up with myself universe you take over and that's exactly what happened and it was once that introduction was made it was so quick i think it might have been two weeks from start to finish and then the, the book yeah yeah so so that's just a little example to to share with your listeners that Really, we have to trust the universe, and we have to trust the timing of everything. Got it. And, and speaking about uh, you know timing, uh, I want to talk about manifestation for for a bit here, because you yeah. sp- you speak about it in your in your book, um, and and as you might agree, that manifestation as a topic is not a new one, right? Many books have dealt with this topic in the past. No, no. But yeah. people often uh, have a hard time getting results with the process. So in your experience, what is the missing ingredient or some step that you're probably missing out on in the process of uh, manifesting something? Well, in the book I talk about, um, I've, I've studied and and many people who have had a lot of wealth and success and really looked at, uh, a, made it my own, a four-step system. Um, I, I think, so I'll just share with you the, the four steps, AJ, and then I'll talk about what could get good in the way of, of people doing this. So the sure. four steps is, number one is get clear and ask the universe for what you want. Um, two is to visualize receiving what you desire. Okay. Number three is releasing the outcome and practicing non-attachment, which is what we just talked about. Yes. Surrendering, basically, surrendering. And number four is taking aligned actions, including preparing to receive what you want and what you've asked for. And I would have to say um, probably I maybe, mean, in, there's many um, there's many uh, kinds of ways where people at each level where people could um, uh, kind of get stuck on. Uh, but what I have to uh, probably for me though, I would have to say getting clear and asking for what you want. Because mm-hmm. that's a very first thing, by the way, that yeah. then ripples into everything else. But why that could get people stuck is this is what usually happens. People will say, oh, I really want this. Okay. And then the universe is, we live in a yes universe. The universe will say yes. Yeah. So, and it starts to rearrange itself to start to help you get something like that. Except we usually don't stick around long enough to say, yes, I really want that. Because usually what we do is, oh, I'd really love that. And then two seconds later, oh, but but that that sounds really, you know, over the top. How could that happen? Or that mm-hmm. sounds too good to be true. Or our fears and doubts start to come into play. Okay. And, and then as soon as that happens, the energy um, won't go towards what we want, right? We're just we're just actually uh, creating more energy of what we don't want. Yes, which is the energy of a little bit of this limbo confusion. 
Mm-hmm. And so when we get, and this is why we have to be so clear about exactly what it is that we desire, because when there is so much passion and, and vision around that, and you're really, yes. really clear, the energy is so much, it's, it's actually can be instantaneous. And it's when um, I find, though, that as soon as we we talk about a really lofty goal or, or desire, it yes. usually freaks people out right after they've, they've said it, right? Yeah. But what what can counter that is when p- people um, start to build a muscle first with manifesting. And what I mean by that is starts with something small so that you can begin to try trust yourself and that you can begin to trust the universe is abundant and you can begin to trust the process because you will have to make it your own. I mean, even though I, you know, I suggest all these tools and strategies in the book, I do also say, you know, yourself best, you will want to make this your own. And, um, you know, maybe there's a step uh, missing from that for for you to uh, feel that, okay, I feel even more strongly about what it is that I desire. So it's really a um, it's really a personal uh, kind of process. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I'd have to say that um, our, our dreams and usually the lofty goals that we have are so, so precious and that we need to actually nurture them. Because oftentimes, uh, we can think about it and it just feels so big that it feels just so difficult to achieve because it feels so big. So we have to kind of break them down in little steps. Right, right, right. right. Absolutely. And I think just like any other goal in life, uh, it just helps to chunk things down uh, so that you can work on it in pieces as opposed to taking on the whole Spiritual project, so to speak. Yes. Uh, so, Marisol, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners um, today based on what we've shared? Based on what we've shared, what I've shared is that it starts from gratitude. It starts from being grateful for who you are, where you are right now. The very fact that you, your soul has even come to to listen to this and for it to come into your life is the more you are grateful for things, the more you will have things to be grateful for because it's what we focus on grows. Mm. Thanks a lot for sharing to read the entire show notes for today's episode, including the inspirational quote, the book recommendation and certain pieces of wisdom and information that you might not have been able to capture right away visit my7chakras.com forward slash 255 that's the episode number for today my7chakras.com forward slash 255 nutrition time and money action tribe nutrition as we are learning on our show is so important for optimum health and energy levels but as an action taker you also need to keep in mind the amount of money you're spending on it and the time you spend in the kitchen now you can get the best of all three with every plate every plate is a value meal kit that provides you delicious filling recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered straight to your door each week enjoy amazing chef designed meals for just $4.99 per serving. So think about it this way. One meal 
is the same price as a cup of coffee or frappuccino at a coffee shop and not only are they cheaper but they're also healthier to take out or deliver in and they're faster recipes come together in about 30 minutes which is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store now if you'd like to try their meals out i'm going to make it even more attractive for you you can get your first week of meals for only $2.50 per serving which is a no brainer for 50% off your first box of every plate go to everyplate.com and enter promo code action tribe once again for 50% off your first box of every plate go to everyplate.com and enter promo code action tribe what should one say then as each hardship comes i was practicing for this i was training for this this is a superb quote by epictetus action tribe the quality of your life is determined by the story that is going on in your mind uh, in your mind are you the hero of your journey or are you the victim are you in control of the situation or is the situation in control of you so no matter what you're going through right now feel a deep sense of knowing that you have it within you to overcome this challenge feel the surge of energy go through you and let it bring ideas experiences and suggestions that will provide you a way out and just like epictetus shared over 2000 years back tell yourself i was practicing for this i am training for this and was training for this now mirfor uh, talk to us about a challenge or a hardship that you had to face in your life what was that challenge that you encountered and what steps did you take to overcome it well a, a big challenge uh, in my 20s i left a a challenging marriage and i was uh, i had a beautiful baby girl from it and i had to build us a life and that was a really really difficult time in my life because we were living from paycheck to paycheck and mm-hmm. at that moment uh, i mean it could have gone either way aj i could have just given up and thought oh my goodness i i don't deserve or what a failure or or what have you but instead what i did it was really a mindset shift i i i mean i could almost still remember it you know and feel it it was an energetic shift in that somehow i knew that success is a choice and i chose to be successful and i equipped myself with the tools that i needed to do this is how i started to really really uh find and start to use all this core manifesting process and all the things that I'm talking about in the book and learning about money from a financial management aspect but then also really understanding my relationship with money and how I was in the world and I and then I had gone back to graduate school I basically reinvented my life Mm-hmm. and 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 became very successful uh, you know later on became an award winning corp- corporate executive and and then gone on to become this global entrepreneur and now an author but you know it was really interesting aj i remember thinking to myself that if i ever am in a position to help other women uh become empowered with money I don't know when that will be and I don't know how but if I was ever in a position to do that I will do it. Mm-hmm. And you fast forward we're like 20 plus years later 
and the book finally has come out and that I'm able to fulfill that wish that I had though, you know, because I had to catch up to, to that journey, right? (laughs) My life had to catch up to that journey into that wisdom. And, uh, and even though, you know, I was thinking about that for, for women, really money is for both women and men. Money is a tool that we are using every day in our lives. And, I've really come to believe that money is part of our spiritual purpose because if we can use it for the highest good, let it be a force for good and uh, it will multiply and, um, and you can live a really uh, quality life and be a role model in that, in that way and, and be a difference maker. And so that was a big lesson for me in my life. And uh, I, I feel just so grateful to be in a situation where I can help others. So uh, if you had to summarize in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? A major life lesson. Is that, let me see. Oh my goodness, there's so many. But a major life lesson really is that um, to believe in yourself. It's it's that simple. Everything that I have um, done and achieved in myself is because of the fact that I had to have that belief, and not just a belief, that a, that conviction, mm-hmm. the conviction that I can and uh, this is part of my purpose and that with all this uh, with the wealth and all of the trappings comes responsibility and to use that for its highest good and to be um, to make a difference and an impact in the world and to change and transform lives what else is there Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. You mentioned that uh, your challenge, of course, was that in your mid-20s, you had to leave a bad marriage with a little baby girl. And of course, it was challenging, but you had to make a decision, the decision that success is indeed a choice. And you spend a lot of time and resources to learn what is this thing called money, the financial aspects, the technical aspects, uh, and of course, the energy of money. And uh, that's how you change your life. And deep down, you wanted to make a social impact as well. And although it took 20 years, (laughs) here you are and you're writing it. And, you know, the the way I look at it is, uh, you know, uh, what seems to us like years, 20 years, might not be 20 years from where we are. Like they say that we are from eternity where there is no time. And even if you, you know, see the movie Interstellar, have you seen the movie? in interstellar no um, i haven't but in that in that scene there's this one scene where they're sort of uh, they're astronauts right and they're going into this one planet uh, and when they go into that planet the speed of time is different on the planet compared to the spaceship that uh, is away from the planet and i think it's a, it's mm-hmm. due to the presence of a black hole but anyway they go to the planet and when they're back 27 years or so have passed even though they were on that planet for just a few hours, you know. So what I'm trying to say is time is such a funny thing. Yeah. It's all about perspective and it's all relative. Uh, but the fact that you have written this book and now are making an impact is so amazing. Action Tribe, I hope you are enjoying today's session so far. You see, if you are a regular listener of My 7 Chakras, uh, 
then I'm sure that you're someone who likes to take control of your life. You have a bold vision for your future and you want to find the tools and techniques that will help you make the most of the bright future that lays ahead of you. But every once in a while, don't forget to take a few steps back to remember that you live in the now and not in the future. Remember to take a few mindful breaths and realize that with the right mindset, even a few minutes can feel like the bliss of eternity. And know that life is not something that will happen in the distant future. Life is happening right now. Because now is all that we have. And just like Dr. Wayne Dyer so eloquently said, when you dance, your purpose is not to get to a certain place on the floor. It is to enjoy each step along the way. Mm, beautifully said. And having said that, we are now at the last but very important round for today, the wisdom round. Mary Flora, are you ready? Sure. So what is the best advice that someone has ever given you? Mm. Do what you love first, then find a way to serve others with, with that passion that you have. And you will not only succeed, but help others in the, in the same time. Got it. So name one personal habit that keeps you going. Oh, um, my, um, my joy for life, my zest for life. I am a, a major, major optimist. <laughs> Got it. So what do you do in the morning? Do you have a morning routine? I do. So when I wake up, I, um, you know, do some yoga, some stretches, but I also, so uh, right away, I start, um, I used to write them in, in my gratitude journal, but now I just say them what I'm grateful for as soon as I open my eyes, as, as you know, I'm taking a shower and so forth. That is the routine. And then um, depending on uh, what a busy morning I have, um, I will uh, make sure that I do some um, meditation, some quiet uh, breathing and just feeling grounded and centered. And then I usually start to talk about gratitude and I get and I usually say universe please reveal to me what I need to know and all kinds of downloads will, will come to me and um, and so I I start the day like that and I end that the day like that with gratitude as well wonderful so name one book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today I would love to recommend a book also by New World Library. Um, it's called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. And have you heard of it, AJ? Oh, yeah, I have actually yeah. uh, interviewed yeah. uh, Mark Allen as well twice on oh, the show. Oh, I love Wonderful Oh, book. my God, I love Mark Allen. So, so Creative Visualization is um, really... Um, so, so simple. It's written so simply, and it's written that a 10 year old can read it. And yet, you know, if it's written simply like that, it's masterful, right? Um, simplicity okay. is the height of, height of elegance, as they say. But um, I love that book because it really also helped me to crystallize a lot of the manifesting creative process. And so that is a really, really good resource and book to, to read. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I know that many of you get these books as soon as you hear them shared on the show. And that's why Audible.com is offering 
our community action tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial so that you can check out the service now in case you don't know this company has over 180000 titles to choose from for your various devices including best sellers like the chakra system by anadia judith autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda and guess what you can also get creative visualization uh, for free uh, you know on audible and it's an audio book which means you can listen to the book just like you're listening to this podcast right so to to download your free audio book today go to my7chakras.com/freebook once again my7chakras.com/freebook to start downloading your uh, book and start listening so uh mary flor thanks a lot for joining us today Thank uh, thanks a lot for sharing your wisdom and sharing your stories. Before you go tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us how we can find you. Well, I'm really grateful for this moment. I'm really grateful for, for the fact that uh throughout all the billions and billions of people and souls that we are all connected right now that you and I AJ um mm-hmm. are having this con- conversation and that we are touching people right now at this very moment and in future who will find us and that's just the beauty of the whole connectivity of the world and that we are um, all part of this whole process of awakening consciously and and doing better and doing good mhm Well, wonderful message. Uh thanks a lot for coming on our show talking to us about the energy of money and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Yes, yes. And <laughs> um and people can find me um if they go to the book website at money manifestation and miracles.com and um there is a free uh download audio there after you purchase your book um and it's the power of practicing gratitude and you get that as a free download and so um and you can also find me on maryflor.co that's m e r i f l o r.co maryflor.co there you go action tribe make sure you get the book and also learn more about maryflor so that you can change your relationship with money thank you thank you you were listening to my seven chakras go to my s e v e n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today